This is Todd Zwillick. I'm standing in the Rayburn House office building. I'm here with Congressman Benny Thompson. He is chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, and he's also an advocate for black farmers who are on Capitol Hill today lobbying for payment on a $1.2 billion settlement that's been ordered to them by a federal judge. For me, this is really a story about how Congress really works, mm-hmm. okay, because the court is on their side. Mm-hmm. Every single member I talk to, regardless of party, is on their side when you ask them. Mm-hmm. The President of the United States is on their side, but they don't have a check yet, and they're having a little bit of pushback now on trying to get this money appropriated. Um, and I wonder if you could help me understand a little bit how, how sometimes justice, as you know, they have a, they have a decision in their favor, mm-hmm. can bump up against competing interests around here. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about competing interests, Mm -hmm. the way this place works. Well, there's no question about it. Um, And there are so many competing interests that uh, even one as legitimate as what you hear from the black farmers still has to uh, work as hard as other interests that might not be as laudable as theirs. Um, They're doing the right thing. They're knocking on the doors. Uh, that's what it takes, unfortunately. Uh, Why don't they just hire a lobbyist off K Street? That's what most people do when they have one and a half billion at stake. Well, they don't have the money to do it. I mean, you know, they struggle. Uh, if our government had treated them properly in the beginning and that was an issue, they might have that. But for so many of them, our government put their families out of business, put them out of business. So basically, this is the last hope is to come walk the halls, knock on the doors, talk to friends and enemies, and get them to see the value that, obviously, it's been demonstrated and documented that they were discriminated against, and now all they're asking for is some payment in lieu of that finding. I mean, they got a court order for it. Absolutely. Um, The nuts and bolts now, what do you think is more likely to happen here? Um, Find an offset? Uh, or an emergency appropriation. What's the most likely thing at this point? Uh, emergency appropriation. You think, my, that's, you think that's yeah, going to happen? The, the offset means somebody else has to give up something. And the way this institution operates is uh, unless there's an offset that's just way out of bounds, uh, uh, then that is a difficult task. Taking, to, it out of, taking it out of somebody else's hat. Absolutely. And that hat might have the lobbyists, might have the stroke necessary uh, to prevent it from happening. Uh, My experience here uh, since 1993 is this type issue, uh, just because it's meritorious on its face, has a greater standing and likelihood of passage uh, if it goes the other route. Uh, which is the emergency appropriation? Sure, the president of the United States has not made an emergency request. Certainly, for that, for the there's a supplemental leaving here mm-hmm. uh, for the Afghan war and for the for the war in Iraq. But the even though the even though the president is clearly on their side, he has not made an emergency request, and that would make all the difference. So that's what. Well, it would. Uh, the president, when he was in the Senate, supported uh, certain aspects of black farmer legislation. Uh, it's obvious, unfortunate, that he didn't find the strength uh, to make it part of this emergency supplemental. Uh, do we could have solved that problem earlier? Uh, I don't know why, but uh, such is government. Well, and, and every, everybody around here is really skittish about spending right now, aren't they? Like adding another 1.2 onto this bill? Well, they are, but it's look, it's an issue uh, that 
you can either support or you can jump behind a number and say, I really wish I could, but, you know, this is, this is Washington. Uh, what you hear is what's called Washington speak. Uh, if the will to do it is there, and there are 218 votes in the United States House of Representatives, it will become a reality. If you don't have that 218-vote will in the United States House of Representatives, it won't happen. You think they have it? If we get that particular designation, uh, it will happen. Uh, but, you know, leadership comes from the top. Uh, Barack Obama is president. This is a wonderful feather in his cap is to acknowledge what we all know, that our government discriminated against not just black but Latino and Native American farmers. And in this country, when you're found to have violated the law, there are certain benefits and penalties uh, that are accrued from that. And so what we're trying to get for the farmers is just that, pay for those years of discrimination that our government reaped upon people because of race, not because they were poor farmers, not because they didn't do the right thing, but just because they were the wrong color. Uh, so what has to happen now? Well, I know it's a lot of lobbying. Let me ask it to you this way. Whose decision is it now whether this is deemed an emergency? Is it the Speaker's decision? Well, is it still, Mr. Clyburn's decision? Well, no, decision? it's still leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that leadership starts at the White House, and goes through the Speaker, goes through the whip, through, through the, uh, uh, and on down. But uh, clearly the signal from the White House is the best indication that this is something that needs to happen. And then obviously the speaker on down to Steny Hoyer as majority uh, leader, and, and we go from there. I had asked, it was some weeks ago, but I had asked Mr. Hoyer about the chances of an emergency designation for the black farmers, and he didn't think it was too terribly likely. You, you know he's a big fan of Pago, but he wanted to see it paid for. Well, but pay-go is what people use when they don't want to do the right thing. If it's in the interest of this country uh, to help the black farmer, then we'll find the will to make it happen. And if it- but if you don't, you talk about pay-go, you talk about balancing the budget, you talk about whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And so, again, what you hear from people is excuses, excuses, excuses. And so... At the end of the day, if people want to do it, put it on as an emergency measure and see if you get the 218 votes. Why deny people the right to have that vote by saying it's not going to pass, it's not this? It's an excuse. And if it doesn't happen as an emergency designation, the regular order of appropriations is very uncertain this summer because people don't. We're looking well, at possibly an omnibus, which would then get complicated. Well, is it now or never for the, well, for the would, Iraq building? It would get complicated. It's an election year. I mean, you put all those, and those are other excuses that get off in the mix. Uh, a lot of us uh, have kind of said, well, if they really don't want to help the black farmer, then we might have to decide to take our votes on other issues and either withhold them or vote against them. Now, I hope it doesn't come to that. But it, in this institution, uh, it's only the people who obviously are against something get listened to. Because obviously those of us who've been supportive of the black farmers historically continue to struggle to get people to listen. So you might have to say, if you don't do this, then, you know, that fighter plane 
you were looking to support for your district or that other allocation, uh, it won't happen. Now, you are chairman of the Homeland Security sure. Committee. Mm-hmm. So in terms of authorizing programs, you can make that happen. Well, any member of Congress can, uh, can authorize legislatively what they want. You still have to get the votes. Right. So, you know, the real challenge is, is will leadership support the notion of what we're trying to do or will we continue to be stonewalled? Mm-hmm. Has the Congressional Black Caucus, have they considered on block withholding the caucus on important votes over this issue, whether it be... Well, it's not necessarily this issue, but we've had a, an ongoing debate about, you know, at what point will we take up an issue. I know you had an issue on that, job, the jobs bill yeah, was a big one. That yeah. is, is of the kind that we can get uh, 42 votes in support of. Did well, you get it on this, I, do you think? I, I think the black farmer issue resonates, even with our urban uh, colleagues, because they either have constituents who are from uh, agricultural areas, or, you know, they are second one or two generations removed uh, themselves. So, uh, but just the plight of the black farmer uh, has always had merit with the Congressional Black Caucus. When we got the other relief, uh, it was the Black Caucus leadership. And obviously, if relief is to come this time, it will be because of the Black Caucus's tenacity. The question is, do you have 42 strong, though, on this? Well, you know, we got a substantial majority. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would think we'd have 42, but, you know, uh, you just never know. Thank you, sir. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>